Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. BVS fandom slash fallout, multiple Batman, Lego trailers, Suicide Squad reshoots and more today on DC Movie News. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk, we talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's DC Movie News. And I'm not Johnny LaQuasto. Welcome to DC Movie News. I'm Adam Gertler. You can find me online everywhere at Adam Gertler. Joining me, as always, is the crown jewel of the DC Movie News Show, the lovely, the talented, you love her, you hate her, you love to hate her, you hate loving her, but you do. She is Roxy Stryer. Very accurate introduction. Thank you so much. That yeah. was that introduction was based strictly on YouTube comments, and we had more than ever this week, yeah. thanks to you guys. Uh, what, would we have, like, double our normal viewership from that uh, last episode? Well, we deserved it after waiting a year and a half to do anything with a movie on this show. We so. did. We deserved it. We gave it to you. And I gotta say, I want to thank everybody out there because the reaction was mostly good. I think most people picked up that we were very honest. We were heartfelt. Some people thought we were shilling and, you know, whatever. But, like, I never want to please 100% of the people on this show. Like, then I know we've really effed it up. Yeah, then you're not doing it right, for sure. Um, uh, As mentioned, Johnny LaQuasto is not here. Uh, he's away in Dallas. Mike Kalinowski, also not here. Sorry to disappoint you guys. But... We have some very, very special guests today, um, fresh off shooting the DC Movie News That's crew right. this week. Ricky Middlesworth is back again. Thanks for having me, guys. I don't know if you can you see that I have kittens inside my bat signal today. It's very cool. Okay, I, I didn't see that until I was this close. I just thought it was like a cool Had bat signal, and now I see it. And where do you see Mike Kalinowski's hair-blowing skills? Because we had... A hair fan on Roxy and our uh, from our shoot this week. Oh, Unfortunately, I don't have rad. images to show you yet. So, what was the deal, Ricky, with that shoot? Like, I heard that you reached out to Johnny. Like, you just yeah, wanted I mean, to shoot us. Well, J- Johnny and I just kind of always chatted about doing something. I'm like, well, bring the whole team in and let's let's shoot some key art for you guys. And you know, it'll be fun. And this show is just kind of scratching the surface of the DCEU. So you have plenty of time to have some cool artwork out there. I think fans will like it. Yeah, but, these are so cool. coming soon. Great. Now, where can people find you uh, online? Oh, RickyMiddlesworth.com. And um, they can also follow your Instagram for Instagram, more cat yeah. pics. Exactly. If you like <laughs> kittens and whatnot and Batman, then uh, that's the place for you. And, uh, you know, I have a, a psychological question that might kind of set the tone today. Okay, great. Must there be a Zack Snyder? There is. It's Must there, oh, that is just in, in, in life. Must there be one? Well, I mean, that's how I feel this week. Okay, great. Yeah. Well, that, we're going to talk about uh, another, from the movie. another very special guest is someone I've known for about 20 years. What? Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, long time. We went to Syracuse University together. Uh, he is a long time. How many years with Thrilling Adventure Hour? All 11. 11 years with the Thrilling Adventure Hour podcast, so you've probably seen him at multiple Comic-Cons and things like that. Uh, right now, he's the co-host of the We Got This podcast yes. with Mark Gagliardi. Yes, and a very special guest this week. This week, this um, guy. I was actually just listening. I'm on the We Got This podcast. Where, this is a <laughs> podcast where they basically answer 
controversial questions and they come up with definitive answers. We're debating barbecue this week and just a little bit of a a little bit of a warning, I am wasted in this podcast. It was almost like you guys took the Drunken History podcast and we got this and I forgot which one I was going to. <laughs> it was great. Mark texted me afterwards. He was like, was Adam too drunk out of the recording? I was like, no, it sounds great. Yeah. yeah, it sounds great. I had come from the French master's dinner that night, which was a heavily wine paired dinner, and I and I raced home. I left the dinner early to make it to the podcast, and um, it's it's pretty obvious, guys. It's uh, it's there, but everything is honest. I'm not like I don't like talk about like hating a particular race or anything like that when I'm drunk. I, I think drunkenness is a, it could be a real truth serum, you know. It can, but I think you comported yourself well. You're professionally you you talk into cameras and microphones for a living. So you should be able to do it drunk and you did do it drunk. Okay, we need to listen to this. Congratulations. You can listen to it. It's no, no, no. Yeah. You can listen to it right now. It's yeah. on my Twitter. There's a link to it. We got this. And and listen to a bunch of their other episodes. They debate things like which is the definitive Batman? Yes. Uh, Marvel or DC? Like and Hal's um, uh, comic knowledge is deep and you told us a great Kevin Conroy story that I would love you to tell everybody. Um, so they debated who was the best Batman and who did you decide was the... De- Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Definitive Batman. So we picked Kevin Conroy, and this past fall, right? Great choice. I mean, you can't. Great there's choice. no way to argue that Kevin Conroy is not the definitive Batman because not only does he nail, yes, he has the voice, but he plays Batman and Bruce Wayne as two different people, and they're distinct characters, and yeah. you don't know which one is the disguise, which are all fundamental elements that make the Batman character compelling. So we're we're at New York Comic Con this fall. And Kevin Conroy's assistant has somehow gotten him to listen to the episode. Kevin Conroy's got an assistant! And, of course, <laughs> who probably has to dress like Robin all the time. I would <laughs> yeah. only imagine. Yes, brilliant. So uh, the assistant comes looking for us at the Thrilling Adventure Hour booth because Kevin would like to meet us. And <gasps> we weren't available then, but we, we said, hey, um, somebody take us down to Autograph Alley. He's down there right now with some of the Justice League folks. And we'll just meet him, say hello, tell him he's welcome on the show whenever he wants. And as we're waiting to speak with him, so we're, we're behind the signing table, off to the side, someone who was waiting in line drops over, faints, passes out. I don't know out. what happened, but you... Th- that because he saw Kevin Conroy? Saw Kevin Conroy, could, was overcome, and, and fell over, and you could hear their head hit the floor. Like, it was a hard hit. Ooh. And immediately, he's down on the ground, cradling the person's head, and... And caring for them. Kevin like Conroy the, is. Yes, he's Batman. He's real Batman. So it'll now be, I know when I meet Kevin Conroy, just fall down. He'll, he'll take save care of you. me. He'll okay. touch you, yeah. yeah. It'll okay. be okay. <laughs> Would you like me to sign your left boob? <laughs> <laughs> My answer is yes. Um, he is the definitive Batman. You know, And you know this because as much as I love Christian Bale, and, I, and, I, and I'm a big fan of Affleck right now, when I'm reading mm-hmm. a comic, there's only one voice that's in my head. Right. Yeah. It's, and, it, and it's not Bale. It's such a well-made series, too. I mean, the whole thing is just, yeah. go watch it. It's available. To be honest, it. It's it, it, it even strains your vocal cords a little bit when you're thinking in Bale's voice. Like, it's it's a little harsh. <laughs> yes. you know, even just thinking in that growl, it's like, it's kind of rough. 
<laughs> oh, guys, we have a lot of news this week. We're obviously going to hear uh, what everybody's thoughts are on BBS. Now, we've had a week of, of Fallout, fandom. People have seen it multiple times. People are chiming in. I think it'll just naturally kind of come up as we start talking about these topics. So we'll just, you know, we'll get your guys' thoughts on it. Right, but on that note, so you guys are clear, there are going to be spoilers yes. again this week. Well, yeah. the way I see it is if you're taking your time to go to a podcast called DC Movie News <laughs> and you haven't seen BBS... Are you like in, right. in? Are you like in a Russian like uh, prison cell? Like what, maybe what, what do they call those? Or gulags? Yeah, or you're in a gulag. Only, you're in a gulag. That's the only because I think it had the biggest superhero movie opening mm-hmm. in Russia. I just heard, except for people in gulags don't get to see it until next week, and that, that's only. Unless, that, unless they have Apple TV, then they can see it early. It, they can watch the digital-only version. If you're in a gulag with Apple TV, exactly. I think you get it actually this week. So, uh, you know, everybody should see it. Spoilers. There, you've had your warning. It's been kind of a turbulent week. I've seen, you know, it's interesting to see how Warner Brothers keeps responding to, to how fans are reacting and critics are reacting. They're releasing things in response to it. Is, it is. There has been a slew of press. You've got to think that a lot of this is, is reaction. A lot of it is damage control. A lot of it is support. But a lot of it is separate celebration. Let's open with a positive. BBS in less than a week has made half a billion dollars. Um, it was released in all markets at once, mm-hmm. which not all movies are. And that certainly helps it to get to that number. And, and I think part of the reason they do that is so they can have these news items. Um, uh, Hal, what is your uh, thought on that? Uh, I'm not surprised at all. I had a ticket very early on. As soon as the pre-sales were available, I had a ticket. When did for you showing. go? I went 6 p.m. Um, that Thursday, so which was the 24th, I guess. That mm-hmm. was the first non-sneak preview screening that I could get tickets to. And I was there early. I was ready to go. So, And I think there were a lot of people like that. Whether they thought they were going to love it or hate it, they wanted tickets to see it so they could weigh in and and sort of be there first. Yeah. So what do you think yeah. about that half a bell, Roxy? Uh, I remember that I, I estimated 170 domestic first weekend. Which I think is we both pretty, were yeah. around there. I was saying 165, I think, at one which point. Which is pretty close with what it was, which is pretty in line with half a bill. I'm not surprised. Uh, that means that they have made their money back, and yeah. now we'll see what they can do in the upcoming weeks, months. Certainly not a flop. No. Certainly if, you know... You had to know that they were still developing the future of these movies, the DCEU, as they were making this movie. So it's almost like if you call this a wash, where you say like the reaction is very mixed, but the money is made and we're still moving forward... You know, you could sort of say it like that, and, and what they're going to do to a course correct. Ricky, yeah. do you have any uh, opinions about yeah, this? I wasn't surprised at all. Um, I, I hope I'm crossing my fingers that there's not a big dip um, because of all of the uh, the critical uh, backlash. Um, you know, I saw I've seen it three times now. Okay. Um, I saw I saw Mike Kalinowski at the uh, the Monday night screening, the, um, the the fan screening that they did, um, and each time I've seen it, I I see. I value what it what it achieved more and more each time, and I it's clearer to me what they did wrong every time. It 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 becomes less muddled, and as I'm watching the movie, I see oh okay that's where the train kind of derailed. It's so it interesting was, yeah. because you kind of were the opposite. The oh, more really? you saw it, the well, more you appreciated. I still have only seen it twice, and the second time was a real comeback from like man I I. I, I was I was negative about the film after the first time, so I really wanted to like it more. I gave it every opportunity for it to please me more. Um, and and you had the was it Doritos? They were Cheetos. Cheetos, they were sorry. Weetos. Yeah, Weetos. Uh, flaming yeah, hot THC laced Cheetos definitely helps. Yeah, definitely. Uh, <laughs> um, 
but yeah, you know, yeah, absolutely. I, I, I liked a lot of the world building. And when I've, what I've heard from a lot of people is like, movie fans seem to like the movie. A lot of comic book fans are not, are not such a big fan about the portrayals of some of the characters. Um, but the people that are confused about the Justice League stuff, that I kind of like. Because I'm like, it doesn't matter if you're confused about that stuff because it doesn't serve this film. Right. right. No, none of those questions about the Justice League stuff need to be answered. So when I hear people saying, I liked it, but I was confused about all that stuff, I'm like, great. Because you weren't supposed to get all that stuff. It doesn't yeah. apply to this movie. I didn't feel like anything really about this movie was confusing. There was a lot of talk, like, who was that? I didn't have any yeah. idea. Well, if you don't know, I don't think my mom realized, like, oh, that's Flash doing, uh, you know. I don't think 90% of the people realized that was Ezra Miller's yeah. Flash coming through. It was through. missing a lot of threads that would have made it uh, more complete. Um, I, it, it's hard to differentiate who's making the mistakes as if it was, you know, is it the pressure from Warner Brothers on Zack Snyder and it just kind of buckled under all that weight? To me, it looked like they were kind of were making two movies. It seemed as though they were making a movie that never had Doomsday in it. And then Warner Brother, whoever inf- was the influence. Remember there, that Death of Superman movie them, we wanted to make? Yeah, <laughs> like let's cram it in there. How? Just for a little quick. Purpose. I know you're 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 about to burst. I can tell. I, the reason <laughs> I just want to lay the groundwork for everybody watching. Uh, you may have no idea who I am. The reason why I'm here is I went on Twitter to my good old friend Adam Gertler and demanded to be here in a seat because I. Uh, look, I'm not enraged. <laughs> I'm a very calm person, but. The, the 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 problem is there are a lot of threads there there's a real lack of motivation and it's built on the foundation of a movie that 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 I also don't think was very good and and I get that there are a million different versions in the comics of of Superman and Batman for everybody who's saying Batman never kills anybody they've never read the the first basically year of the comic book where he carried a gun and killed people sure. and threw people in yeah. the vats of acid however we over time we have to talk about that later too. Yeah. Yeah. there there are general uh, general ideas and 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 a general ethos behind the characters that has, that has been established and for Superman it's he may be an alien but he was raised by by people to have good values and it's the yeah. values that he was raised with that make him a hero not necessarily that he comes from space, and right. the yellow sun makes him fly. And, and this is clearly their point of view: is they're they're choosing to rather than humanize the DCEU for better or worse. What they've basically said is like we see them as gods. We're going to mm-hmm. treat them as mythology. The, you know, the Judeo-Christian uh, references are you know all over all Man over of Steel place, and this yeah. movie, sure. right down to the fact that you see crosses hanging in the back. I mean, like Zack Snyder is like, or we we get it. Um, and and he has and they didn't follow up on that. And we're going to get back to some of that. Zach actually had some interesting things to to respond to to sort of that mythology. But they've chosen to make Superman at least for at this stage in his development, and that's another important thing to to, to think about too. Is that he is still a developing character that they are going to develop over many movies. No, he's dead. We'll never see him again. Right, no, no, never see him again. Absolutely not. But gone. <laughs> they've chosen to, to say these guys are gods, not humans. You know, so now we need that humanity because that's what we we, we like in, in the film. We like to you know to there are surrogates. We like to imagine ourselves yeah. in in these roles. Yeah, but there there is. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I saw Ricky start. I was like, no, I have oh, to God. talk into this microphone immediately. <laughs> Somebody's asking me about Superman and Batman. It can wait. Um, the, the, the interesting thing about Superman, I wouldn't even have a problem with them killing people if I understood that that Superman was raised with the values of, hey, you have these powers and you're responsible for them. And if he needs to learn that by letting people die, then fine. But he 
in these films are raised by parents who are like, you're kind of a freak and you should never help anybody. And we're both hermits and you have no responsibility to do the right thing. And, Except for save your dog. And oh yeah, save yeah. your dog, but don't save your dad. Yeah, right. no, that no. is the that my honestly my biggest problem with that Man of Steel was that his father, Jonathan Kent, dying of a heart attack teaches Superman yeah. that there are limits even to his powers. Exactly, and he can't save everyone, but he's yeah. got to try to save as many people as possible. Yeah. and because he doesn't have that core lesson, that doesn't drive him as a character. So you have a film where it's like I got to stop Zod, and if I have to create. Uh, uh, an entire like some, like cemetery out of the city to do it, then then that's the only important thing, and and we're we're missing that core characteristic, yeah. And yeah. That that makes it so it's the the entire DCEU feels like it might be built on one faulty piece of foundation that will eventually cause everything to fall into a sinkhole. What's okay. most disappointing to me is is because they were so earnest and they had so much there, and I I thought a lot of it was was right and they were moving in a really interesting direction with the whole you know all those ideas of of theology and you know if you're all powerful you cannot be all good and vice versa i thought those were such interesting perspectives and then it just they compressed so much and they didn't give people enough to do and that's because i can't dismiss the movie completely because i hold on to those things like oh man like you guys really were onto something here yeah and that's to me what's so crushing putting superman in a position where he can't do the right thing is an interesting concept they gave him the floor in the in the courtroom scene and he and he didn't even get to utter a word and i felt like that scene could have been much more powerful had he come to terms with with humanity and and holly hunter's character and it's just, you know, I, I think it maybe comes down to someone's uh, impaired judgment. I don't know. I don't know whose it is. But. A lot of people think that this would have been a better movie if it had been the extended three-hour version. Yes, and, and people are waiting for that. So I am curious on your guys' opinions of one of these deleted scenes that yes. actually surfaced Exactly. So just uh, a few days after the film has been released, we get this beautifully shot, awesome-looking scene, Communion, where we have a bunch of government uh, uh, soldiers basically descending upon the Kryptonian ship. Um, I guess this is... Even though Luther had a right to be there, I don't know, I guess they were trying to get Luther out of there. Maybe he was in like, he's been in there a long time. Like, hello, hello. Yeah. Um, and then they, they show up. Yeah, monster running amok. They, and, yeah. and it's unclear as to whether, like, Lex just sees this figure or if the guys see the figure, too. But he, there is a giant... Beast, horned-looking thing. Some people saying it's Steppenwolf. Some people saying it's Darkseid's father. Some people are saying it could be Darkseid. You see, uh, what is it? Yuga Khan, right? That's uh, and I had to look him up. Descendant but of Genghis, or apparently Genghis he's Darkseid's father. Funny, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Adam. Well, I, I'm sure that's that was part of the Quite naming bad. of it. It right. came from that. I will admit that this scene is a little confusing. If uh, if I say that the movie wasn't very confusing, this got me a bit. So. What, what do you think? Do you think it should have been in the film or, or not? I don't. I don't even know exactly where in the film it would have. Let's take a look at it. Been. Yeah. <laughs> Let's take a look at the scene. So, uh, I mean, one thing you got to say about this film, like it or not, like every frame, it's like so a typical pretty. Zack Snyder Beautiful. film, is very pretty. Did anybody ever doubt that it would be? No, though? no one did, and I think everyone was like, "Oh, so no. everyone was right." Chris Terrio's on this. It's going to be fine. Just give Zach the, the perfect script to shoot. Yeah, and, and the, the, the script is the thing too. that's being, you know. No, there it is. What? And that nasty afterbirth. Yeah. And then gone. 
So that's where I'm not sure if it's like, is he just seeing that or? Do you guys no. remember that episode of Friends where Joey talks about smell the fart acting? Yeah. <laughs> because that is definitely what that's Jesse just employed. Yeah. Straight out of the trivia. Now, to me, <laughs> you know, a lot of people find this really confusing, but to me, had it been in the film, I think it, it would have made so much more sense to me as At far as end? where. Yeah, because to me, this is after Doomsday's been um, unleashed. And I don't. This vision is coming to him with the mother boxes. But to me, that explains his scene in the end a little more. Yeah, you have no. I mean, we as fans probably filled it in. Did you understand that, Hal? Yes, uh, yes, I get it. Because I mean, it ties into. Uh, the scene at the end where he's yeah. in the cell and says there's something bigger he, coming or something he's without the scene being a fan as you were yeah, like, you oh, knew what, what he's talking coming. about right. here comes dark side that's I, what I assume that's what I assume it is I, I'll tell you I would put that in the film and I will I will make a trade Rather okay, than what extend you it, out? I'll take out every single dream sequence that, that <laughs> every Batman single has. dream oh. sequence because here here's the I I, and I love let me say this and Ricky and I were talking about it before so uh, we both uh, we both feel this way that the Ben Affleck Batman is great yeah. Jeremy Irons as Alfred is great amazing but Batman is the last time I checked is not vibe he can't see <laughs> things that are coming either in dreams or anything no, like well, that yeah. so yeah, it's, I, it, I, like I get that he's tortured I think we know so much about him yeah. even seeing the origin story again although I lo- I'll give me any time with Jeffrey Dean Morgan on screen and it's great yeah, yeah. I, but just not didn't need it. I, I like that opening, that. and I love that opening caption when, when it happens in my dream because that feels like the opening uh, caption in, in, in so many Batman graphic novels, right? Like right. We're, we're in his head. I like that dream at the beginning when, when he's levitated by the bats because you're like, what's going on here? And then you get it. As far as the premonition, when you say that, like I've always assumed that it was because of the Flash that he's having this premonition, although we don't see the Flash to the end, so I don't know yeah. quite how he's having the premonition. I'd love to hear what uh, y'all's opinions are on this, too, people listening, watching this podcast. Um, this Lex scene, I almost wish, like, I get where it's taking place in the film here, but I almost wish that we had seen him communicate with a with a god or a demon earlier on in the film because I think it would have warranted some of his manicness and his twitchiness. That, you I know, love, he's gone kind of nuts. But this kind of echoes Superman, um, Kal-El with Jor-El, you know, having the same kind of thing, except it's the dark version of that. Yeah. And I gotta say, guys, it might be Darkseid, if for no other reason other than the fact that Darkseid looks so much like Thanos, are they oh. gonna do a comic true Thanos? Because, I mean, a comic true Darkseid, they look really the they same. Yeah. 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 This also seems like a very expensive scene to shoot and cut. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm getting the feeling that that's why we had that announcement about the three-hour cut. Like, they fully produced all these extra scenes. They finished them, and they're going to put them back in there. While we're talking about it, Adam, can I just announce that it's coming on July 16th? Yes. I already pre-ordered If mine. you said no, then I didn't know how I was going to take that back. So I'm not announcing that. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, no. You can totally announce it. <laughs> Which is great. I'm really excited. We thought that it might actually take longer. People were talking about it coming out in well, September. We, all, we also had mentioned that Comic-Con would be a time when this is going to become relevant again. It's going to be hotly debated. There's going to be all kinds of... There's going to be actually Marvel and DC fans fighting in the streets in San Diego. I'm going to be nowhere near that city this year. <laughs> uh, but You're not going be, this year? I have no idea. I don't know yet. But uh, it really depends on if FX wants to take me or not but if not I'm out of luck um, but no it's it's exciting so um, we got the communion scene uh, now Zack Snyder had a lot of interviews this week and uh, we'll talk about a couple of things he said that were newsworthy uh, he defends Batman killing um, he defends it he says he's never it's more manslaughter he's never actually 
shooting someone directly. Um, this is a controversial thing because I'm, I'm a person that never had a problem with Superman uh, killing Zod. I mean, Zod gets the death penalty in my world, and he's done it in the comics, and it led to his exile storyline. Like it, that, that happens a lot. Batman has. I know he started with the gun. He's come to mean a lot. He's come to really symbolize not using the gun as a core characteristic, and and a lot. What a lot of people have sort of criticized Snyder for is saying like he taking everybody's favorite book, Dark Knight Returns, and without all the years of history leading up to it, you don't earn this divergent take on the Dark Knight because you don't have the actual Dark Knight. Like, right. and, and so, what are your guys' thoughts about just the killing itself and Zack's defense of it? I love that he's like, uh, other people have done it too, by the way. It wasn't just me. It's happened many times I'm before. I'm so not in it. He comes off very kind of lackadaisical in his investment in these characters and in his interviews, and it really just kind of itches me the wrong way and I'm not mad this goes back to the core question do we should there be a Zack Snyder should there be a Zack Snyder (laughs) just should he exist yeah Um, I don't have a problem with Batman killing to me if you explain it in that's the right. story, show everybody your tattoo on the inside of there. That's that's um, one notch for every, every exactly. Life you've that's taken. my Victor Zaz uh, tribute right there. Yeah. <laughs> Thirteen victims. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I don't mind Batman killing if you put it in the script. You know, something's very interesting about this Batman being broken, and if his moral code has been broken over the years. You know, per all of his losses in his life, and he's lost his per way. The Metropolis incident. Just just tell me, yeah, that that's why he's kind of come to these resorts. Otherwise. Don't you know? Not, not, I understand why people are upset. It's it's unclear. Alfred should have maybe had a line like, "Besides turning good men cruel, we get that." But like, yes. you're killing. You're you're doing. You're you're yeah. off the rails. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I think him afterwards saying, uh, "By the way, Nolan did this, uh, and Tim Burton did this, so I did it too." Why is everybody it was mad? Very defensive. That's, that's yeah. not an excuse. That's not a good reason. Explain yourself. Yeah. Not not afterwards during the movie. Yeah. Yeah, and I could dig into this and and go on go. I could go off the rails and. And and attack both um, uh, Tim Burton and Christopher Nolan's the bomb in versions the pants, of, versions the of Dark Knight Returns. The bo- I, yeah, yeah, I mean, there I, I think I'll, I'll put it out there right now, just so that we can get the comments going. Yeah. I think that the Nolan Batman films, while there are a lot of great things in them, should never have been made. And here's why: I'm going to tell you why because because they allowed Christopher Nolan to paint that Batman into a corner and take him... He got to take his ball and go home at the end of that and mm-hmm. say, you don't get this Batman that is that is a really good Batman, that is a that is probably one of the better Batmans we've ever seen in film, and take them away. So the concept of those films existing uh, is, uh, I think, problematic. Outside of the DC Universe? Outside of the DC Universe. Like, I get that they're... And I know that they're... I've... I've Spoken with people who work there who are like, well, it's multiple. Where they're like it's 900. How Lublin? Send him the hate. Send, send him the love. Send it. I'm, at How Lublin. I'm just ready. as it sounds. But um, for for this film in particular, I would love to see an American Crime Story with Zack Snyder defending Batman in court as a killer. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but also you another made a great, great point. Yeah. This is another. Yeah. Uh, you you make a great point, which is it's not earned. There's yeah. so many things that aren't that aren't earned in this film, and again, yeah. I would trade those dream sequences to see well, to see Batman develop. Part of it, and this was one thing I've always been curious about: when Zack Snyder announced this film and the way he talks about movies, he's always, if you listen to his interviews, he's like, I, he says the, the phrase or a version of "this would look really cool." We thought that would look cool. In a lot of ways. So you get the idea that he's clearly motivated by his favorite visuals, and he's a visual, beautiful director. He's not as motivated by the story elements. Yeah. Whereas, like, I'll I'll buy some of the 
questionable, borderline laughable effects in some of the Marvel movies because I don't really care. I mean, because I'm on board for the story. Right. And like, you know, Daredevil, the series, like, do you see it's a low budget? Absolutely. I don't care because it's all character. And that's, I just eat that stuff up. That's what I want. And we want to have a, a really cleverly motivated story and... And yes, this is a little discombobulated. Well, and what was nice about Nolan is that, you know, he when given a question like that, he really thinks about it and he invests in what he believes is the arc of this character. Yes. And, uh, you know, I think Zack Snyder does have different motivations. And, you know, like, just look at his response to the Jimmy Olsen thing. I know we're going to get to the Yeah, Jimmy we'll Olsen get to thing. that. What yeah. do you think but, about the, um, the the ending? They also said that he talked with Nolan, who I'll serves as quote. a producer. Um, uh, Roxy will give us one of those quotes where basically they talked about spoilers, uh, whether they should kill Superman at the end. Um, Zach pretty much said that he wanted Bruce to be on his own. You got the quote? Uh, this is how he won. He says, it was pretty early, and Nolan and I had long conversation about it, a uh, really great sort of philosophical conversation about it. He was really cool because he played an amazing devil's advocate about why not to do it, and then in the end was like, no, you're right. It's better to do it. <laughs> sure, that's exactly how we uh, Zach's motivation was that for Justice League, he wants Bruce going around on his own as the Seven Samurai kind of thing, which to me, I'm a, I'll fall for it every time. Like, that sounds amazing to yeah. me. Like, I love this idea of Bruce going around and recruiting these guys one by one. I, I, I like it, too. When you, when you scroll further down, he goes through this thing of, like, where, and, and it displays, it, be, it betrays his fundamental misunderstanding of these characters. I feel like he's a guy who has like a nerd room uh-huh. and he goes in and he's like, hey, uh, does Batman have a jet ski? No. All right, we won't put the jet ski in. Yeah. But um, he <laughs> says that there's no way Batman would put together the Justice League if Superman was alive because Superman wouldn't trust him to do it because I'm a god and you're a man. But that's not the nature of the relationship. Yes. The fact that they have different powers but are essentially equals to one another is what's interesting about that relationship. It's like a... You but, want, like, the two-hander with the two of them doing, like, the lethal weapon kind of thing. The relationship that has been built in these movies, though, I do think that is exactly the relationship. This Superman would never trust this Batman to do it. Yeah. And, frankly, nor would I after so watching. I, I, I trust Nolan a lot when I hear that he was defend, uh, when he was playing devil's advocate there. Because I think he understands that there's a lot more to Superman that we have to develop before you kill him off. And, because and, it's not going to mean as much if you rush this. Yeah. This, and that's, that is a problem. The problem with getting to the, the death of Superman is because when the world mourns Superman in the comics, he's Superman. Right. He's 50 plus years of Superman. He's the world's greatest yeah. hero. He hadn't found his place yet. And, and, and I'm fine with him not being there in this movie, but mm-hmm. then you're right. You don't, you, don't, you don't get the bang for the buck out of both these stories. Right. You're getting a washed out, watered down version, taking the Dark Knight Returns and just basically using it for spare parts. Essentially, like breaking it up, saying, I love these visuals. I'm not telling this story, but we're kind of just using it as a storyboard. Yeah. I don't know that that makes for the best story. Yeah, I just, when you bring it up, I, my only answer is I wish that two other guys had been having the conversation. Because the, the, <laughs> of the two people in, cho- in, in control of that decision are two guys, one of whom I, I, I'm not thrilled with what they've done. The other one, I love the films. I love yeah. Batman Begins. Yeah. I like The Dark Knight a lot. It does... The longer you watch it, the more you realize if you don't have Heath Ledger's Joker, the film is maybe not as strong. But sure, sure. you have Christian Bale. You have it. Yeah, so, so you have. But, but it's great. And Dark Knight. I have a funny Dark Knight Rises story, which I will tell very quickly. Okay. I went to see a midnight showing um, the the night it came out. Yeah. I, I didn't have tickets, and then I decided, all right, I'm going to get them. Um, I'd been at work early that day, and I fell asleep for. 
I fell asleep just just before the charges were detonated in the football stadium, and then I woke up and there were tumblers driving in the snow, oh. and I had no idea how long I'd been out. <laughs> I thought for sure I was like, has it been three days? And it wasn't because the mil- the film was boring. I was just tired, but sure. like no sense of what yeah. what was happening there. But That's but funny. I just I, I want other caretakers, and I know there are some people who agree and some people who don't, and I love. DC Comics. The I thing is, who that. are these caretakers? Um, and 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 that's kind of a, a systemic problem. And we'll we'll get to that too as we talk about how WB is reacting. Is like you've heard the term uh, "rudderless ship" being used to define or describe uh, the DC movie. You know, uh, the EU is like, well, we got Zach, but is he really the guy? I mean, and you got you figured they they put together a brain trust: Charles Roven, Zack Snyder, Kevin Sujihara. Like, what would all these people want? And they have a plan. Is it the best plan? We will see. Uh, this certainly is not a, a, a... This film is not a home run as far as yeah. making lots of people happy with it. Whether you love it or not, you can't argue with the fact that a lot of people feel a lot of different ways. I've talked to so many more people who loved this film than hated this film. I, I agree with you. I've Most of the reaction that I've heard is positive, but less so when you talk to the microcosm of, of hardcore fans. It's crazy, though, to the point where I gave this a 7.5 and people are like, that's not fair. Fair. I can't believe you hated the movie. That's a good grade. I gave, I gave it a 7.5. It was really good in my eyes. I really enjoyed it. So I, I think that it, it's crazy what we're talking about. Zach also talked about with this death of Superman that he talked about this character is still developing and he spoke about his humanity really coming and he said this is what was kind of weird is like experiencing death. He had no fear of death. So he was he couldn't relate to being a human. So now that he appreciates death. The, I guess the idea is that he develops more humanity. My question is, like, well, people die. They, they stay dead. So how does yeah. that teach you the lesson? Like, I could come back. Shouldn't he be afraid of kryptonite? <laughs> really? Him, him and Amy Adams both? Yeah. Oh, you don't like kryptonite Lancelot? <laughs> I did. You know what? I'll say that. That ending battle where... You have the three of them working together. Yeah. And Wonder Woman's got the lasso, and Superman's flying. I thought that, that was, was awesome. like, oh, this is right. Like, yes. Oh, they're getting it. They're getting it. There and there are portions of it that like that where you are like, oh, they're they're nailing it. Don't you it. think Batman should have gotten the spear? Yes. Don't you it think given somebody something else should have thrown it? I yeah. don't know that Batman could have gotten the spear because yeah. I don't know that he gets it, that inside Doomsday without don't, getting crushed. But why Wonder he Woman knows where it is. This. Why does Lois Lane even know that the spear would do anything positive at this point? How think, does well, she Batman realize it? About it? Don't they say about something? Doesn't don't they? Doesn't Lois hear that it's a Kryptonian villain at some point? There's there's dialogue. Well, I think Lois is Still. a smart woman and she can figure things out. But it's just is she Batman because they don't went, paint her that way at all? Well, Batman goes back there to find the spear and then kind of forgets about it and. Uh, he should have been the one to it, me. Isn't there someone who lives in the water who could have found it? <laughs> well, that's where we thought that. <laughs> that uh, yeah. I was just waiting. I was like, well, yeah. he obviously hates cameras. That's... What else doesn't he like? <laughs> uh, can we further our questioning of Snyder for a second? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> with, with okay, this, so originally, you're Lex Luthor, <laughs> which, again, I can't believe. And this is something that I flipped flopped on. Like, I really liked Jesse Eisenberg the second time, hated him the first time. Most people seem to be in one of those two camps. Like, I've heard people this week tell me that they they loved Lex Luthor, whether they understood the film or got it or not. Other people were like, but that Lex Luthor, though. Um, Have you heard a lot of people saying that he is Superman's the Joker? Like, that's what Lex is to him, they feel, because... That he was playing it like the Joker? Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. I've heard that. 
Um, but the interesting thing is Zack Snyder said that he came in to be Jimmy Olsen. Jimmy Olsen was was going to be this. They defined it. They described it as like a or Jesse Eisenberg did. So it was like, all right, it's going to be so it's going to be like a pop culture misdirect. You're basically going to cast a high profile actor, announce him as Jimmy Olsen, and then kill him really quickly, yeah, like scream like Drew Barrymore. Hal, I'm sure you have some opinions about that. Is that the best way to handle Jimmy Olsen? Not surprised at all, and no. Yeah, and I like Jesse Eisenberg. I think he's a great actor. I don't fault a single actor in that film for their performance. I think that it is the job of the person behind the camera to say cut. That you're, I'm actually directing. Like, I think he's directing like three or four different movies, and he's got the actor each starring in their own movie. Yeah, and then when they come together, it feels like you're having to watch four movies at once, and you can't pay attention to it. It's overload. Yeah, I give Jesse a lot of credit because I think a lot of the choices he made as an actor are very brave and they're very calculated. I think he's a very smart guy. Ultimately, tonally, I don't think it worked in this movie. I think I think maybe it was the editing. Maybe there were different takes in there. I see him as someone who's giving them a lot of choices. Um, you know, and to hear Zach's decision making on like, oh, you know, we don't have time for Jimmy Olsen, so let's just do something fun with him and and I mean that just kind of to me shows. But then they, his but, but then, then they, it was a, it was judgment. a half measure because it was like he's Jimmy, so you're scratching your head. Yeah. And they said there was a line when the guy actually introduced himself in the extended cut. You'll get it, um, where he announced he's Jimmy Olsen. Yeah. So you think maybe it's Jimmy Olsen or not? Yeah. So then what's the point of the the but killing cameo? I just yeah. think it, it would have half- worked better if Jesse had been in that role because that shock value would have been there, and we would have maybe got Brian Cranston. I can't believe. I thought that was just a fan rumor, and to hear that Zach that, that was actually a my, thing. My, okay, my my friend would kill me for saying this, but he worked on the film. They had a picture of Brian Cranston on their boards in the office before Jesse was cast. Do you think? So, do you think Cranston turned it down? Do you think Cranston eventually was like, I, I don't know. I, maybe I, don't know. I think that but I think, do you, think, think? Do, you guys, do you guys think that this is exactly as it played out? And do you think like he just they just booted Cranston out of the role because he thought Jesse was so bug nutty crazy? He said to Deborah, his wife, producing, which maybe that's not the greatest idea either. Maybe we need to take it away from a husband and wife team, like separation <laughs> yeah. of a of a home life in DCEU. But uh, yeah. I, mean, I love Jesse in this. I thought he did a great job. I think he would make a very bad Jimmy Olsen. Like, painfully uncomfortable to watch. So I think he'd be an awesome Jimmy Olsen if they actually made him Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen. A, a modern take no. on that, like, I think would be cool. Oh. I mean, I see what they wanted to do with Lex and their very inspired choice to turn him into something more modern. And, you know, him having this whole God complex and, and power issues. Um, but just ultimately, I just think it, it didn't it 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 didn't stick. Yeah. Um, it would have been I would have liked it the other way around with Jimmy Olsen. Hal, who's your favorite all time uh, Lex Luthor? Trail. Uh, I mean, it's it's a toss up. I love Clancy Brown. He's a great uh, in the animated sure, stuff. He's fantastic. But, I mean, Gene Hackman is such a fun. And here, here's what I love about that Lex Luthor is he is about he needs to be the smartest person. He's a criminal mastermind, yeah. and he does things because. He believes he's smarter than everybody and can get away with it. But yeah. he also wants power. Well, yeah. I don't. I didn't. And he launches weapons in that movie. He, he launches, launches weapons of mass destruction. He does not care who is in his way yeah. because they're insignificant compared to him. I did not get that from. You could almost reframe this film and say, "Well, Lex Luthor is kind of the hero because Superman is an unknown, and we know he's caused thousands and thousands of deaths for, for certain from the end of Man of Steel." So he does have to stop him, and maybe he's been just driven mad in this need to protect the Earth. But I like—I don't get that. I, I wanted—I I really had high hopes for him, and I'd heard great things yeah. going in, and I just felt like 
it wasn't his fault, but the, I didn't get what why the character was doing anything. Yeah. What did he yeah. really want? Was it his dad was mean? That's yeah. not enough. And yeah. yeah, what did that yeah. do to him? Does he want pa- like if he was taught that he that he deserves everything and should have power, then play One that out. One question that I've heard brought up is what was Lex Luthor's plan to do with Doomsday if Batman did succeed? In killing him, like was he I just gonna be like, all right, I don't need that. Turn it down. Can you turn it down like that? I don't know how that regenerates. How are, how are they gonna pick up that character? His, Lex Corp is done. I mean, wh- where is he going? And from Lex here? knows the identity of, of of Batman and Superman. How, yeah. how is he not you know open up about that? So and he has those really nicely designed just, folders on all of the other superheroes. <laughs> the logos. That was the thing that people tweeted was that they um they uh, uh, shut down Lex Corp. Right. Well, l- the Lex OS website had suspended activity today. Yeah. I don't Love know it. if you guys saw that. Yeah. But yeah. I thought funny. That was what cute. do you guys think of the petition to remove Zack Snyder from like the Justice League? It sounds like they have signed it. That's what it sounds like. I have two members who have signed it. <laughs> but is petition. that a realistic thing? Do you want Zack Snyder off Justice League, the, the one that's currently going to production, knowing everything you know about the real world, yeah. not talking about a fantasy world where they're going to postpone it for another year. Let's say they're keeping the production schedule. Do you put another director in there at this point? I think it's unreal. It's right now the train. Yeah, this is the train from anyway. that Chris Pine Denzel Washington movie. It's out of control. Yeah. <laughs> and you can't pull the brakes on it. So it will either it will either get better or it will be more of the same or it will get worse. You just don't know. I, the, I think the odds are right now it's they've, they've set themselves on a course and they're going to continue on that it course. It will either be better, worse, or the same. <laughs> there, are yeah. three, there are three choices I, I agree at with all that. Time. But it's not stopping. Thank you. Well, I'm very controversial. Sure. I absolutely agree with that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> for sure. I can I, sign off on I, that. I, that's I Hal Lublin, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> that's Hal Lublin. I can't help but point the finger at Snyder because of how I've seen his, his attitude towards these thematic decisions in these films you know namely you know everyone seemed to have a huge problem with the Martha connection and it seems like such a such a superficial Don't get me right started. Like, Don't get it's, it's, started. it's a comic lot about book Martha. trivia and to him to him that was enough and or Terrio or somebody I, I to me I, it feels like Snyder it smells like Snyder to me you know what it reminded it, me of it reminded me of uh, Lauren Shula Donner's uh, talking about Wolverine's jacket in like X-Men Origins she's like well we wanted to show how we got his jacket because we know fans were a fan of the jacket I'm like what the what are you talking about <laughs> and, you know I'm like that's why this movie is like that yeah. because the people in charge did not know what it was supposed to be well I felt like it, if, if you're going to have Superman and Batman makeup it's got to be more than that and these two characters did not come to any sort of understanding of, of the meth- methods that one another uses. Um, you know, it, or imagine if Superman had saved Batman within that whole scene. Something had happened and Superman was forced to save Batman's life. Therefore, ba- Batman comes to men are still good. Like, where, where does that come from? I, feel like, I felt like he kind of flipped like a coin, men are still good. Well, what happened yeah. to cynical Bruce Wayne? Mm-hmm. You know, it, it can't just be because his... Mother's Martha name happens. Is Martha. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm with you. Uh, but regardless of how critics felt, the fans came out. Yeah, and um, yeah. and Gal Gadot and uh, Henry Cavill uh, took to their Twitter page, and they basically acknowledged. They said, "All that matters is what the fans think." We love you. Thank you. Uh, Affleck did not do that. <laughs> Affleck did. I think no he's having a lot of thoughts right now. <laughs> Affleck writing Affleck, his script. Yeah. Um, uh, which is uh, yeah, let's let, let's talk about that. How about final confirmation that that's a thing? Oh, well, not script, from yeah. not from uh, Warner Brothers, but final Basically, confirmation from one, his agent. Within one week, you heard uh, the DC All Access where Affleck said, "I'm working on something for DC with Jeff Johns," mm-hmm. and the agents confirming that they had a really cool script. <laughs> 
Um, what do you guys think? Do you think this was leaked? And po- uh, 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 because Affleck's Batman is getting mostly positive reactions. Do you think this is Warner Brothers saying, hey, just stick around, guys. Yeah, We got yeah. this coming? Or what do you I guys think? think? Yes. I think that. That. What you just <laughs> said. Yeah. That's what I, I think would it's do. smart. Yeah. Uh-huh. I, I, I want all those movies right now. I want them yesterday. I yeah. thought that was the best part. Um, yeah, but you know what? I'm really, ex- for me anyway, I'm, maybe I'm excited to see, with all this response, composed... It almost makes me like, do we really need to start production in two weeks on Justice League? Can't we wait a month or two until we're sure we got it right? But I do like this concept of Batman, of a real Bruce Wayne heavy, and Gail the Duck doing the two-hander with Gal. Yeah. Um, With them getting this team together. Like, I'm a fan of that format, but we'll see. We'll see how it all comes out. Is there a reason why Ezra Miller looks like his character from The Perks of Being a Wallflower? A where question. he looks like a weed dealer? He, he Was Barry Allen a weed dealer in any of the <laughs> Earths of the DC Universe? I, I, will, on Earth 5? I will always defend Ezra Miller. I think he's I so him. brilliant. I love, love his androgynous thing with the long hair. I love that they kept that. But his hair is chopped off now, so I can't imagine they've kept it for I, Justice League. I really like everything Flash about this movie. I like yeah. his look. I liked his delivery of that line. I'm not too early. Oh, I'm too early. Like yeah. that said a lot, and that's what I mean. Like those. That was economy of storytelling because I got a lot about his character and and the yeah. fact that he was doing this and, and like you know you see he's in this weird augmented suit, but you can see the Flash suit underneath mm-hmm. it. It's I, really tough because I think 90 percent of people are fans of Grant Gustin. But but here's yes, the thing. Yes. More than ever, I'm so convinced that him in these movies would be a terrible I'm choice. not saying one way or another. I'm just saying that when currently we have a Barry Allen that people love, it's very difficult to show somebody who does have like longer stoner looks. Agree. Right. Totally agree. So mm-hmm. I, I think that's where any of the hate for him is coming right now. Speaking of the dream sequences, am I the only one that caught Jenna Malone in the nightmare scene? After the fact, so she pulls him away. Or? She's uh, and I went and saw it, um, another time, and I missed it because the IMAX ratio was cut off. It wasn't IMAX, but I need to see it in IMAX again because to she's see at, Jenna Malone. I'm almost certain she's at the bottom of the front. <laughs> yes, that's that's like the that's Jimmy Olsen thing. Yeah. It's like, oh well, you could Jenna Malone is in the film in the IMAX format. She's not but to know that point. that's the scene that I, I believe that has to be her. She's at the bottom of the screen. He's pulling her up. She looks like she's just in goggles and, and desert warfare with with a scarf. Such a take. So, on the uh, what, Dark Knight Robin. I still have... Exactly. It, to me, it has to be Carrie Kelly if it's a vision of the future, but that was debunked, I guess. Huh. No, Anyways, well, I mean, he said nobody's got it, but we'll see. Yeah. She's going to be in the extended cut, so we'll, we'll hopefully exactly. she'll have a name. Um, um, also, so... Um, <laughs> Go back to Hans Zimmer. Yeah, one thing that also happened is Batman v Superman broke Hans Zimmer in terms of making superhero movies. He's done. He's I, uh, now no more. Am I going to make uh, the Cape films? I have officially <laughs> retired from the superhero business. I, I have for these films. It has been 12 years of my life making the Nolan films, and now all of this crap, and you fans, I hate you all. Yeah. What do you guys think? Are you sorry to see Hans go? I... I mean, he sounds exhausted, but at the same time, like, boo-hoo. How hard is it to just hit a big board? Take all that superhero money and go cry yourself to sleep. What he says was, this one was very hard for me to do to try to find new language. Maybe he feels like he's tapped out, like he physically doesn't have any more superhero. He already did Batman there, and you're like, but but it's kind of like what what Hal said. It's like, Nolan took the Batman ball and went home, and he's like, no, this is a different... He starts to fatigue. Yeah. um, Yeah. I I guess I am sad to see him go, though, because I like him. Yeah. I'm not. Are you? <laughs> no, um, uh, it's fine. I did not like the I did not like the orchestrations for 
Big Lex surprise, Luthor. everybody who's now getting to know me as the worst <laughs> cynic in history. Uh, I did not care for the music either. I, I liked his Dark Knight stuff. Yeah. I, my favorite Hans Zimmer score is as good as it gets. Wow, because it's jaunting and, and beautiful fun. I'm pretty sure that's what Zimmer. this is as good as it gets? Yeah, exactly. Uh, who wouldn't want to see Jack Nicholson as uh, Superman? Do we know who did <laughs> the, the, the Lex theme? Uh, was it Hans or was it Junkie XL? Because that to me stuck I out like that part when he's like walking that sort of jaunty oh, little I bit there. Just, what did you think it, of the Wonder Monster movie? Part. I loved that part. Oh. It sounded like the, the Spider Man, one of the Spider Man animated shows to me, the Wonder Woman theme. I know a lot of people have been talking, they love that it. That seemed but like junky. It was very. Definitely seemed junky, but yeah. it also reminded me of one of those Spider Man shows. I can't yeah. remember which one. Yeah. Every time she's on. But now he's not going to be scoring Wonder Woman. So are they going to use that theme? Are they going to totally start from mm. scratch? Are they going to have future composers use these themes? Like when Superman's on, like I know some people are but this one gives you every time you see Superman. Music was good. I like that theme fine. Okay. And can I just say how great it was to see Wonder Woman on in a movie? Yeah. Like just. And what did you think of the portrayal of it? Um, you know, it's too early to tell. I the action stuff seemed great. Yeah, I loved I loved all of that. The stuff where she was just Diana, sort of undercover. You just didn't see enough of it to know to know how. How great she's gonna be, but I, I'm certainly we have a movie see for more. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm ready. Um, speaking of movie, this is kind of a, a big piece of news. Um, there's uh, been reports that Suicide Squad has gone back for reshoots, mm. and the rumors, and I'm sure we could find out ten minutes after we finish this that it's total BS. Is that Warner Brothers wants to inject more humor into the film? People are saying like, yeah. What everybody loved about the Suicide Squad trailer, or what a lot of people loved, myself included, were all the bits of humor. Mm-hmm. Like, I love Boomerang in that trailer. Um, Everybody's favorite part, the beer cracking. Yeah. I love that beer cracking. Every, it's everyone funny. loved it. Um, so what do you guys think about that? Do you think it's true? Do you think it's not true? Do you think it's smart? Is it dumb? Can you picture... ship? What do you think? Can you picture any single person, any person from DC being like, yeah, yeah, let's just go back and do some reshoots for humor. Let, let's do that. Like, Can I? Yeah. Nobody yeah. said that. I, I don't want them to become like the beaten puppy and just sort of roll over and do what the critics want them to do because I thought what was unfair with all of the uh, with all the critic bashing was them expecting it to be fun and expecting it to be uplifting because, because I don't they've think, been saying for two I don't years think that that's it's not. their brand yeah. yeah I don't think they have to be I think just have the script be complete have it work and I think you know you don't have to you don't have to do what what Marvel does. I don't know. What do you think about that? Al? I uh, I yeah. There's no way it's true. They're basically they're basically admitting like these are death of a salesman with cape movies. Yeah. They're not they're not interested in adding humor. It takes place in a world where <laughs> but the like the last known more... smile was on a dinosaur. <laughs> and then the then <laughs> the world froze over. And they were gone. But the Suicide right. Squad movie does look like it has more humor, and right. I disagree with Roxy because I think. You're damn right Warner Brothers is trying to course correct. And, like, they knew that this was going to make money, but it's going to be a law of diminishing returns if people don't love the next movie. Yeah, they have shareholders to worry about. Okay, like, this know, movie right. was, oh, it was it was box office bulletproof. We don't want to be the Transformers franchise of the superhero world, you know, where everyone, like, hates these films, but they make a billion dollars, <laughs> so they don't care. I, I think if it's true, uh, it kind of sucks, because that means that they're not happy with the final product that they have over there or they're tinkering which probably is going to piss off David Ayer uh, it also speaks to Rudder the ship again you know with them yeah. flip flopping like yeah. I'd like to believe that whatever they learned they already learned making BVS and like Suicide Squad was on it's way what do you guys think do you guys think this is true I, I do want to see Harley be funny 
Yeah, but I think we saw. I think we saw moments of that. A lot of people in here are saying whether they are reshooting or not. We don't know the reason why. Not to freak out. Reshoots are typical, uh, but they also are saying that WB is known to course correct uh, Mm -hmm. and known to be reactionary, which is true. Well, listen, I you know uh, that's not a bad thing. They knew that they had to get this train moving. Like you said, it had to leave the station. It had a hard out, as Roxy does. So we'll try to wrap up, up here quickly. But to speak to that, James Wan said that Aquaman, uh, in his comments, is going to be fun. It's going to be badass. He gets it. He gets it. Aquaman is a, is, a, is a character that has been the subject of a lot of humor. We know Momoa looks badass. What do you guys think of these comments? Are you excited for Aquaman? Uh, I like hearing James Wan speak. It's just, I think that he just, just like has a good way about him. And I'm like, yeah, he's an Aussie, right? You got this. Yeah. Like, I, I just think that he's got a grip on it. And of course, Aquaman should be fun and badass. Yeah, I can't wait to see how he does it because he, his, he's so good at horror and creating that kind of imagery. And for the, it to be fun at the same time, I, I can't wait. What do you think, Hal? Are you, are you afeared of this Aquaman? You, I, you looks like you have death in your eyes. I, like no, I, you know what? I, at the end of the day. No matter what I'm saying, I'm gonna be there to watch sure. it. I hope it's great. I want, I want, I want these to be great, regardless of whether I was a bigger Marvel fan versus a DC fan. Wouldn't even matter. Like, yeah. this is a great time for these films to be made, and I, I want them all to be successful and, and well absolutely. made. Absolutely, absolutely. I, I, I've never been a Punisher fan. I love the Punisher and Daredevil season two. Like, I, I've never liked that character more than that iteration. John Bernthal is amazing. Um, you know, so, so, but, but my, my point is like, yeah, even characters that I'm not. A huge fan of. I'm going to turn up and see those films because I'm such a big fan of this stuff. Um, do you think we're going to see Arthur Curry, or do you think that's something we'll see in the Aquaman film? Um, could that film be a flashback? I, you... I hope so. I really hope so. Yeah, they but... established him as Arthur already. They've named him they? Arthur. I, as far as I heard, but what was that? That A. On this, so it was like Arthur, Arthur Man. Yeah. It's personal branding. Yeah, you like, like how the people at Lexcorp like came up with all those logos? That is one of my favorite parts. Right? They're like, oh my god, that was really clever. That, that Lex came up with these logos. He had yeah. to have a very small, like, I need one graphics guy who doesn't talk a lot. Yeah. We need to get him in for some very private work. What are these logos? Don't ask me questions! Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but anyway, yeah, I, I'm interested to see. It's almost like I don't mind... Getting the characters and then going back, almost like how Lost did that great. Like, Lost was so great about bringing up all these questions, and then you you have to go back. (laughs) But the way they told the story, where you'd be a flashback and you get the backstory of this person now, and then it makes all these things retroactively make sense. That's one of the things that Lost did really well. So, what do you guys think? Do you think Aquaman is gonna is gonna be a, a future flashbacky kind of thing? Uh, interesting to put out Maybe there. Maybe it'll start with the Metropolis uh, the World Engine again, just like this movie did. Everything starts. <laughs> it's Ground Zero. Yeah. Uh, well, they do say in the Suicide Squad trailer that Superman was a beacon. Mm-hmm. Also, trailers we got two. If, if if DC is too dark for you, then I. What did you guys think of the Lego Batman trailers? These are adorable, very cute. I I giggled to myself. Are you excited to see it in the theater? Yeah, definitely. There were two of them. As they spent who, a lot of money on them. I, I think they look great. They look really yeah. expensive. Yes. These movies look incredible. Like that opening sequence no, on no, one no, of the no, trailers no, 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 where no. you ha- where you hear the, the, or- the choir music. I'm like, this could be the start of a Batman movie. Yeah. Um, what do you think about this iteration as someone who's kind of critical of some of the cinematic interpretations? I think it's going to be brilliant and fun, and I can't wait to see it. It's like Even the that. little bit you got of him in the Lego movie was like it was such a fun send up of the character and that's because you get the sense of the people behind it like oh we know Batman so let's have some fun with him and 
it was great. I would love a like you when you saw the movie, didn't you want an entire movie of Will Arnett as that yeah. as that yes. Batman? Will Arnett just rap. Yeah, I can't rocks, believe we're getting yeah. it. It looks incredible. It looks really funny. Um finally we gotta wrap up. Do we have some time for a quick little TV time? Was there anything that we wanted to uh, talk about? Yeah, let's do a quick TV time. It's um, time for you know, you know how it goes. Yeah, you guys know the whole thing. Um right before we get to that, don't forget that they're announcing um the Joker's real name this summer, which Joker's is, real name in comics, yeah, a lot of the DC rebirth stuff, a lot I don't want to know his real name. Yeah, nope. Nobody seems to want to no, know. No, me neither. Uh, for TV time, we're getting a young heat wave, which is interesting if you're following Legend of Tomorrow. It's uh, Mitchell Cumin who is cast. Uh, and the reason why this is interesting is why are we going to see heat wave? We don't really know why are we going back right mm-hmm. now. I won't give too many spoilers on that. Um, Kevin Smith teased Jason Mewes uh, and that he's having a cameo Love in that. The Flash episode that he is working on. Listen so. to Kevin Smith's Fat Man on I Batman. I love Kevin Such a Smith. Good, yes. good, yeah, he's, he's great on that. It's his best work. Yeah. Um, and his review of BBS is awesome. It's good. Um, so he saw it a second time, too. It's like, like many people, a second viewing will make you appreciate it a lot more. Right. Uh, we got our first uh, arse face images. Of, um, <laughs> so I heard that they showed the first episode uh, at, at South by Southwest. Are you familiar with uh, Preacher? Preacher? Uh, no, not really. Yeah. Okay. I had no idea, and then I see this photo out of completely out of context with this guy with a butthole on his face. Uh, Maybe this is what I need to be yeah. for Halloween. Preacher is, is one of the best. I'm so excited about this. I'm hearing nothing but positive things. I read every issue of it, and it's phenomenal. And it is, uh, it's again, it's that economy of storytelling thing. Like, give me 10, 12 episodes a season. That's right. why Arrow, to me, like that Cupid episode, like I said, I love the trial stuff. Throw out the Cupid the stuff. Cupid stuff Too is ridiculous. Stretching. Obviously, the biggest thing all week in TV was a Supergirl, Supergirl Flash, Flash crossover. Which, World's finest. Uh, I don't want to give too much away, because I know people haven't seen it yet, but the interaction between Supergirl and Flash was phenomenal. The the rest of the episode was take it or leave it. Uh, did you guys see him? What did you guys think? I'm behind. I haven't. Okay. Um, did you I see have, it? I have it ready, but I love Greg Berlanti. And if anybody wanted to give him the keys to a more expanded universe within DC, uh, maybe on film. They tried that with, with Green Lantern. Lantern. Jeff Johns. Tried it with Green like Lantern, Christian. right? Yeah. He yeah. had Green Lantern. Maybe it's time to bring him back, though, with <laughs> Jeff Johns. Time. Give it another shot. Maybe. Um, I, I thought it was it was fun. It was it really felt like a world's finest comic because when you would read a world's finest comic, like the old ones, they 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 had no onus to continuity or anything like that. It was like yeah, Batman and Superman are, are hanging out now. Just deal with it. The Flash, you got the feeling like he's time traveling all the time now. He didn't really have huge stakes. It was like, all right, I'm ready to go back. You, right, you'll <laughs> see. Um, we have to wrap up. Roxy's really late. I wanna, I wanna thank our very special guest, Hal Lublin. Tell him again where they can find you. You can find me at Hal Lublin on Twitter or at HalLublin.com. Send him all your hate. Anything you were gonna say mm-hmm. nasty about Roxy this week, I wanted to go to Hal. Thank you. Give Roxy a week off. Praise her <laughs> and her lovely that. dimples. Thank no you. problem. Come on. Okay, Ricky, how about yourself? Man? Uh, I'm not on Twitter, but you can find me at Ricky Middlesworth on Instagram. You can send me hate too. Okay, so I want you to start a Twitter page for Ricky Middlesworth and start thank just you, putting please. all kinds of nasty offensive stuff time. up there. Yeah. Um, Roxy. <laughs> you guys can find me everywhere. At Roxy Stryer. I'm Adam Gertler. You can find me at Adam Gertler. Tonight, there's a brand new episode of Man vs. Child Chef Showdown on Woo-hoo! FYI. Definitely check it out. I watched it the other day. I watched an episode, and like, which is hard to do sometimes to watch yourself, and I had a great time. They edit it so good that I don't look like a moron. Um, <laughs> that's it. At, uh, and uh, we'll see you guys next time for more DB, DC Movie News. Yeah. That's what we're called. Later! Producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, Christian Harloff, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network. We would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. 
The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of its owners or principal.